What are the, what are those? What are you wearing? Boots. It was raining, dude. Those are some heavy duty rainboats. It was rainboats. It's those are some heavy duty rainboats. It wasn't. Yeah, man. Was it? It's not monsoon season. It's not monsoon season. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, actually, we are in a thunderstorm warning, Jason. Oh, so if the power goes out, we can stop recording and just go play we'll video be- games. <laughs> oh, we can't because the power's out. <laughs> Yes, you know, you're totally right. If the power's out, we'll stop recording. <laughs> That's true. And we'll hide for cover. Right. You ready to get going? Let's rock it. All right, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Gibraltar. My name is Jason Wessling. I'm your uh, bi-weekly Overwatch Podcast Gibraltar host. I need to really work on that intro more. I always say something different. No, dude. Killing it. Uh, and that is Bowen Cochran. Oh, back at it again. He's uh back from no, no. We already talked to you since you went to California. We went to California. I've I've been I've been working a lot, so I uh, this may not be the most specific episode with regards to Overwatch League news, but I think that's okay because the gist of what's going on is well known, and also I think more interesting than the individual games. The playoffs are what we're excited about. Yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of wrapping up. I feel yeah. like the stage four playoffs are coming up, and it's like yeah, it's cool, but. Meh. Maybe see Dallas. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what what else is new? Anything else cool you want to talk about? You got a new job. In my life, I got a new job, which is only uh, interesting in regards to this podcast because I'm I'm finding suddenly that I can't watch you know over half of the Overwatch League games for a week. Uh, if you I had it as a writer. If I had it as an a writer, that'd be cool, but no, I don't. Uh, so I'm having to sort of pick and choose matches to watch, which is um sort of hard because you don't. I don't. I actually, this is interesting. What do you do when you want to watch Overwatch League uh, vods, Jason? Well, uh, I you never I, miss a game. That's your. Answer? I don't nice. miss a game. Excellent. I'm actually. <laughs> Segue into my brother recently got married and mm. we went, we showed up for the rehearsal dinner where they show mm-hmm. us, okay, you stand here. And then when they present the rings, you're supposed to be here and looking all passionate right. and everything during that was the overwatch league. And there was a big long segment where I was not involved in the ceremony. So me and Dustin Hain, who were both part of the ceremony, were sitting there watching overwatch league on our phone. And we're sitting there kind of laughing because we think we're jackasses and we're having fun. This is incredible. Continue. <laughs> My dad is behind us and he looks up. He's like, what is that? What is that? And I was like, oh, it's it's an eSport. It's an eSport thing. Like, I kind of like get a little interested. He's like, oh, let me see that. And like, I go to give it to him and I pull away real quick because I'm like, wait, no, you're going to take it from me. And my no. dad, like, he's like, yeah, he like, he knew, like, he didn't care. He totally rope a me. He wanted me to pay attention. But I didn't because I'm committed to Overwatch. Are you aware of like what, like this is what I've always dreamed for Overwatch League. That you know those commercials where the like terrible dad is at like his daughter's play or his son's graduation. But he's like got the latest updates from the ESPN game on his phone and he's like following it, you know, during the ceremony. Oh yeah. Uh, Like that Overwatch League is that it has reached that level you literally blew off your uh, Wait, your wedding or thing in a wedding my brother's wedding i mean yeah, yeah. I, I might have been the best man it doesn't oh matter <laughs> i knew what to do it's the same all the time all i'm saying is that's a that's an incredible uh what's the word benchmark and uh i think it should be celebrated <laughs> well mazel tov mazel tov 
All right. Well, I feel like uh, we got the show going pretty well uh, for being as energetic as, as we started. Oh, yeah. Whew, that was a real workout for the opener. I know, right? Plus the storms, you know, it's weird. We got we to gotta get going because we don't know when the power is going to go out. Yeah, that part where you like freestyle for five minutes, like you should keep that in. Like don't cut it out. We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Okay. Bowen, I do want to start off the show with a segment. A lore segment. Please gather around. It's story time. It's lore time. It's story time with Bone and Jason. Time. Get your hot cocoa. Gather around. Come by the fire. <laughs> We're going to tell you the story of Roadhog and Junkrat. If I had a PhD, they'd call me Dr. Boom. Idiot. So, pretty much how it all started was uh, Mako Rutledge, who is now known as Roadhog, was born uh, about 20 years before the Omnic Crisis and everything. So when it all went down, he, he was a big part of it and everything. And then once the Omnic Crisis ended, they, they all lived in Australia. I guess I should preface that. Mm-hmm. Junkrat and Roadhog both live in Australia. Um, Omnic Crisis happens. And then after the Omnic Crisis is done, they have all these Omnics that have surrendered and to Overwatch and everything, and they, mm-hmm. they don't have really a place to go. So they have kind of like an Israel type situation yeah. we have here, where like after World War II, that's where they uh, let all the Jews live, and that kind of is where all the, the tensions in the Middle East kind of started to bubble up and well, stuff in real say, life. I gotta say, I can't. If you had told me when this podcast started that you would be doing any kind of geopolitical commentary on Israel, I, I would have been like, that's surprising. <laughs> that's I, I mean, that's as far as it goes, as far as my knowledge. I don't know much. I can't wait to see where the, where we are at the end of this podcast. So anyway, uh, uh, that's when they sold uh, bombs to the Iranians. And that, yeah. that symbolizes uh, uh, Reaper. And that's, that's where that ties in. Um, so no, the Omnics pretty much needed a place to live so they moved them to australia gave them a chunk of land in australia to live kind of like how we had post-world war ii is the reference i was trying to make but then like this like in real world there were some tensions with people who already lived there they didn't want to give up their land and that was the native australians there was a big battle there and uh what became known as the australian liberation front which mako rutledge was part of Mm. they uh started battling they were kind of like a um What's the word? Militia? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like that. A re- rebel, a, a Peaky Blinder. I guess I don't know how to say it. But anyway, they went after the uh, Australian Omnium. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Omnium. Mm-hmm. Which And an Omnium is like a, it's a factory that builds robots and the robots get smarter. It's pretty much the whole start of the Omnic crisis. Right. And they really didn't like the Omnics being there. So they went for their source, their their factory essentially. And they blew it up. And because of that... Australia was kind of a wasteland because because there was so much radioactiveness and like Mako Rutledge had to put on a mask and that's why he has to wear that mask because it's hard to breathe there. People there because the radiation started getting crazy. That's why a guy named named Jameson Fox, who we know as Junkrat, kind of went a little crazy and starts getting into the fire and everything. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of what became that. A lot of people came together and formed what is Junker Town or like these little junkyard things uh, that became known as Junkers. Outposts, sort of people. They're they're almost Amish like, right? They like reject contemporary Omnic technology. They like are are self sustaining communities. Uh, yeah. Oh, they they totally hate it though. They're they're also there with like a little bit of like. Um, Appalachian redneck too. Oh, I like, see. Oh, I yeah, hate them also though. Outcasts. outcasts. Yeah. Oh, they felt like uh, they're the reason why this all started. They were living peacefully in Australia, and then yeah, or at least I assume I haven't seen a short that mm. nobody else has seen. But um, 
So yeah, that went down. But the interesting thing is, after the uh, Australian Omnium blew up, Junkrat found something there that is known as Junkrat's treasure to like mm. the community. Mm-hmm. He found something that we don't know what it is yet, but other Overwatch heroes know about it. Mm. Like there's a voice line where Hanzo is asking him about his treasure. And then there's also uh, hints that Reaper knows about it too. Mm. So we don't know exactly what it is. But it is something big enough that makes him a notorious uh, Australian outback. And it's person. more than just gold. Like, I know there's that little side room in Junkertown that you can get into, right? And that's got mm-hmm. like a bunch of gold and stuff in it. That's not the treasure? No, no. You, you were supposed to think it's a, something a little bit more. Maybe it is just something as simple as just a super valuable ruby. Yeah. But you want to think that it means something a little bit more, figuring where it was found. Because the thing with these factories, too, is. They were advancing robot technology. They were like, that, that's that's the whole uh, uh, sentient technology thing in Overwatch is where they were constantly being like, well, where can we approve? And these factories would do it themselves. Mm. So the one theory is that maybe he found something that was a secret to them being able to do that. Interesting. And thus, it would be a really big secret to be like, how do we, like some code or some um, theorem or something like that that helps things improve. Thus, maybe why Reaper might want it to improve mm. himself to maybe get back to normal. Uh, uh, maybe Hanzo wants it for certain reasons. We don't know what it is, though, so I can't theorize. Some kind of crystal, maybe, that uh, makes Junkrat uh, immune to concussion blasts and allows him to jump and stuff. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe he already is using it. That's why he's so good. Because that's something (laughs) I'd love to have be explained by Lore, how Junkrat can just ride his own mind. It's it's the uh, radiation, I guess, is how I would explain it. Maybe. He's already crazy. It doesn't, you know, he can't get any more concussions. He's like a, he's like a Bugs Bunny character. Wow, I never thought about it that way. Um, like, Oh, the, uh, not the Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. He's like, well, he's like the Wiley Coyote of Overwatch. Oh man, yeah. we need to do a Looney Tunes skin segment at some point. Mm. All right, you brought it up. I'll have to save it for your episode. But think about it. All right, I think about it. Uh, well, that would make Roadrunner Tracer, right? Probably. Yeah, I guess. It would. I mean, it would have to or be like almost Sombra. Yeah, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Tweety Bird could be anyway. Well, this is for a later episode. Later Everybody, episode. reason for y'all to keep listening. Stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, that's also whatever the re- whatever the thing was that Junkrat found was valuable enough that made people go looking for him, which is how him and Roadhog met uh, in the comic. Uh, I forget the name of it, but the comic for Roadhog and Junkrat, mm. uh, the mm. second one, they've had two. Right. They uh they find out that they met because some people were picking on Junkrat in a bar, going to beat him up, going to steal whatever his treasure was. Yeah. And Roadhog stepped in. Junkrat said, hey, I'll split this the profits from the treasure. Boom, they're, they're teammates. Which I kind of thought was a lame backstory. But it's a little lame. Um, right? But that's okay. I don't think... I think their whole thing they're trying to point out is like, not everyone in the Overwatch universe needs to like be... A PhD student and a freedom fighter. Like, I, I think it's total. You know what? For representation's sake, I'm glad they're in there. I think there should be more people that not only aren't good guys, they're also not like super well educated. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like there's a that like Roadhog and Junkrat come from a class of people that are criminally underrepresented in Overwatch. There, yeah. How about that for a hot take? Whoa, whoa! You heard it here first, folks. Jeff is classist <laughs> Kaplan yeah yeah of course Jeff Kaplan <laughs> Papa our, Jeff. The, the guy who wrote our theme is not no, no, no he, he's a cool no. guy but Jeff Kaplan that motherfucker 
I know you're listening. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's uh, kind of the whole thing. The big the big questions are what is Junkrat's treasure specifically? We don't think it's anything big. Maybe it is something that he's carrying. Maybe it is like a super crystal. Maybe it is that simple. I want to think it's maybe some bigger secret just because of how secretive they're being about it. Mm. But we'll see. Uh, once they I, they got to have a short about what he found. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's a uh, a code that the that the Omnics or maybe it's a God program. That's the other thing. Maybe he found a god program that uh, could restart taking over the world and be like all sentient and shit. So, well, I I think that makes sense that that it, they'd want to make it something that has real implications to the world. I mean, for the the Overwatch world universe, of course. But on the other hand, he very clearly says amount. Like, I'll give you half of the treasure. I'll give you like a quarter. That would imply that it's not. I mean, I guess he could be ref- referring to like what it's worth, but. In my head, that implies that whatever the treasure is is splittable. It's 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 a quantity of a thing that is you could give percentages of to people. Unless unless Junkrat's lying. Unless Junkrat's lying. I mean, what what if he's playing on this that everybody around here is dumb? They think the treasure is a gold bar. Mm-hmm. It's something so much bigger, and he's playing on on uh, Mako Rutledge uh, or Roadhog. I don't know why am I being so specific. He's playing on Roadhog, being like he thinks it's money. I'll play on this for my own protection, and then maybe throughout their adventures, throughout the Overwatch story, mm-hmm. they become friends. And now he's actually like, okay, I'm not gonna screw this guy over now, or maybe he does. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he's the Joker. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the treasure. I, I it's gotta mean something big, um, unless it is like some power crystal, and then. What what if the end game for Jeff Kaplan and those guys is that Junkrat and Roadhog are the two top meta players by the end of all this? They get superpowers from this treasure. Mm. I don't know about that. But, but <laughs> that, do, that that's a great chance, Straws. But I, I I will say I, I think we are approaching a place where Junkrat and Roadhog are played more and more. Um, so that's interesting. I'm ready to let's let shall we move on? All right. So last time. We, you were on the episode. We talked a little bit about this character. Oh, you were yes. getting really into him. My girl, Symmetra. And it just happens to be the episode that you're going to be on is the one before they release all of our changes. It's like you planned the whole thing, Jason. Crushing it. I, thank you. Uh, so that's I wanted to invite you to my new segment I'm calling Tourette's Syndrome. It's classy. I know. This is a classy podcast. I, I don't... I have no comment on it. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. All right. So, everybody, Symmetra changes came through. They completely reworked the character, and I want you all to know I fucking told you so. Jason told you. You heard it here first. You were ahead of the curve. Yep. You heard it from Jason. I said there should be a light bridge. Mm. They have one in the comic, mm-hmm. and they could teleport people from a point to another ledge, mm-hmm. and they didn't quite give us a light bridge, but they gave yeah. us her teleporter all the time. Why don't you walk through... like? technically what the new changes are and we can sort of talk about them okay. uh, as a whole after so what's changed what like a whole bunch it's a whole new character what, it, what's different it's a whole new one that that's why she got her whole segment this right. isn't this is bigger than anything else stop she, the presses she, yeah that's right <laughs> she okay so her primary does not lock on anymore uh the damage ramp usually t- used to take one second but Ooh, now it takes sorry, two hold on. it doesn't it doesn't lock on at all or is it just like a really it's like way harder like it's way no. closer to Moira it, it, oh no it's okay. more close to Zarya oh wow that's yeah. incredible uh, Moira does have a light lock on yes, it's it closer to Zarya that's incredible that. okay great uh, and also the other thing that they did was it used to take one second to charge up now it takes two 
and okay. the the charge ups are bigger now, but mm-hmm. it's a little harder to get them. It used to be 30, 60, 120 as far That's as right. damage goes, but now it's 60, 20, 180. Interesting. So if you can stay locked on for six seconds onto different characters, you're going to be doing a shit ton of damage. You just got to stay locked on. Can you use that on shields? Oh man, can you ever? It'll it'll suck energy from shields. Yikes! It dude. it actually charges up your gun. You're kidding. So yeah, you can get back up to full damage, damage the Reinhardt shield, mm. and then go get him. Or a Winston bubble. This also seems very anti-tank. I'm curious. Continue, please, Jason. Uh, We talked about the new teleporter a little bit. Pretty much what it does is kind of like... I'm sorry, a timeout. When you say charges it up, you don't just mean charges up the damage. It generates ammo uh, while hitting a barrier. Actually, yes? I just mean the second one. Okay. Yeah, it just does ammo. Okay. So you can charge up your ammo, then go for the Reinhardt. I see. Uh, but no, also the new teleporter, um, it's pretty much the light bridge I described. Mm. Uh, you set up a teleporter, and 25 meters ahead, there's another teleporter that sets up. And then you can just teleport in and out of that for yeah. as long as it's up. As many people as that's up. It's amazing. I've been uh, really excited to see the different ways that people are using this ability, Uh, not just in terms of making offensive maneuvers, though that is a really exciting thing when you can take a Reaper from Hanzo range to Reaper range immediately. Oh, it's excellent. Um, Now, there are problems with it being killed too quickly and whatnot, but people are using it as a way to transport diva bombs to places. They're using it as a way to escape from Zarya uh ultimates or oh, yeah. or just being knocked down by a Reinhardt. You've got a guy who's about to be charged, you can pop him across the map because if they stay if you place it on them, you will transport your ally. I gotta say mm-hmm. that seems abusable. It seems like you could sort of troll your teammates and transport them backwards or close to the edge of a cliff or whatever else because like i don't know i don't I would like, maybe i mean maybe. yeah yeah no you're right i hadn't thought about that but you totally could and you got me a little excited because i was kind of like i can't wait to do that <laughs> that sounds like a blast you see there on my little seat that i make as symmetra and watch sure. him go off an edge i mean i don't um, think i mean you couldn't do that but you could get him really close yeah um but yeah no i feel like it won't actually happen because it's only a 25 meter range for right. max so right, like right. you'll be able to see where the other end is but you're right uh you can send a, a diva bomb through it you can put up uh what else do they have uh a uh, rip tire can rip mm. through a teleporter real quick you can also uh gravitate people out of uh, uh the freeze the earth right. shatter the graviton surge so if you put up a teleporter right they just have to click a button and they're out of it even if they're frozen mm. so it's you're right it will be kind of abusable and and it's up for 10 seconds no matter what unless i guess it does have 300 health mm-hmm. so they can't destroy it fairly quickly but if it's in the right spot Man, this teleporter is going to be fun. It's going to be very fun. Um, I am really excited about this new tool. I'm very, very excited to see it in competitive play. Um, I think, honestly, to get the full use of this character, you're going to require uh, a, a team of people that are willing to cooperate. Um, because that's the only thing. Like, I, I, I think my only hesitation on this is, like, you got to use a mic. You you mm-hmm. can't the carrying with Symmetra now maybe some of these other things will allow you to do that better but like it seems like that teleport feature is like one of the strongest new functions uh, and I, I I wonder if if at our level of play and lower people are going to muster the uh, right amount of cooperation and coordination to pull it off but 
that being said you're right i i actually was actually thinking about that like this is really cool in theory yeah but will this be enough to make her actually a viable character that's actually that's used a lot because well, maybe because not just about this new teleport what we said but there's new there's other stuff as well why don't we talk about the turrets and stuff okay you're right yeah uh the turrets can be thrown you only have three of them they have a little bit more health i'm 20 not health right I think. yeah something like that yeah. it, it, it's not that much but it's enough that they take more than just a slight flick you you can't just breathe on them anymore you have to exactly like, you have to give it a second yeah they had literally one health Mm -hmm. last time uh but no you can throw them and they're pretty much just like um uh what's a good way to describe it um it's just a slow projectile we'll just go across the the it's like a very slow ferro rocket it is and then wherever it lands it sticks and becomes a turret like you would normally place uh, with the old symmetra the current symmetra i guess exactly and but the thing is now you can be a little bit more aggressive and it gives you a little more freedom to be like i'm gonna attack from the front but also send these behind them so they have to deal with those two Mm. um maybe you see them going up a uh, wall or not a wall a staircase Mm. you can send them up that staircase and not maybe worry about them at that moment um, so yeah, it's kind of fun. This will be a little bit more fun too. I think it's I think it's a great change as well, especially because it doesn't reduce the um, what's the word? I don't want to say importance. Flabbergasted. N- well, no. Nope. S- super duper. I I've I've actually almost forgotten what I was talking about. <laughs> Chicken so distracted nugget. by your incredible words. Thank you. Uh, real wordsmith over there, Jason. Uh, no, the, I do um, words. <laughs> you do them good. You goodly. Uh, the ability to throw turrets, um, it, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't eliminate them from being useful, but it definitely brings it down to a more utilitarian place. You have to, you're not trying to kill people with it, Mm -hmm. but you want to be like, I I think it makes it more strategic with less turrets to throw. You have to think about it. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know what your reaction to how these are going to be used. I mean, the first thing I thought was like, well, people will place them at like more interesting angles that you couldn't normally reach with Symmetra. But I actually think there are some really interesting implications with this change as they pertain to the Farah matchup. Um, I don't know if it will be enough that it will kill many Farahs. But the ability to, like, you know where the far is coming from. You know the height and the angle they're taking. The ability to throw some turrets up there and just make the far have to turn around. Make them have to think about it. I think can be really interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, and and if if you know if they're up there and like they're already taking damage from a, a soldier or a widow, and they suddenly have to deal with these turrets, you know, m- maybe it's it's not enough so that like they're gonna die, but it's gonna it's just they're gonna have to play a lot more defensively. I, I mean, wonder. you might be able to get that last kill if if the seventy six can hit them a couple times. And a that cu- takes a few them down. times anyway. Yeah. Um, I noticed this the other day. I was playing a game. There was a junk rat up top, just kind of pestering us. I hit him once. Mm. If he would have stayed there, he had me beat. Mm. But all I had to do was barely graze him, pretty much let him know, hey, I know you're there. He mm. backed off right away, mm-hmm. which was one of those things like in hindsight, I was like, you should have you should have fought me. You could have won that battle. But all if you just scare him a little bit, most people will be like, oh, crap, get away from the wall. I don't know what's going on. Mm. Run. So I mean, that's actually a really um, important component to Overwatch, I think, especially at high level play. Um, on its face... A widow with full HP and a widow with 220, oh, not 220, excuse me, 125 HP 
aren't different heroes. They can both do the same amount of damage, uh, but and, and especially if the other team isn't playing necessarily another Widow or something, they're not, there's not that much difference in threat, but the perception of the player playing the Widow or playing the Tracer, uh, these fragile characters, is really huge. They play the game differently. They're not going to take the same risks. They're not going to go for the same shots. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, Symmetra, that extra chip damage, that unexpected chip damage that she adds, I think for Pharahs especially, uh, are going to be an interesting component. That may be all bullshit and and not relevant at all. I haven't watched enough of the Symmetra play to know that. Um, but I don't think there's think been that it. much out there to check out, really. So not, nobody knows that much, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, what else? Her Oh, this is a big one. Her new ultimate. Mm. Her new ultimate is called a Photon Barrier. It goes the entire map. So you ever see like one of those, uh, the, the joke I posted on the uh, Twitter for Podcast Gibraltar, at Pod Gibraltar, if you want to find it, um, is it's a picture of Wakanda from the Marvel movies. <laughs> and they have the big shield around them like oh, Infinity it is War. Wakanda. That's very good. And and it has Symmetra in front of there is like, my, my barrier will protect you. Essentially, that's what her new shield is. It goes through the entire map. It literally splits directly through the map. It's a 5,000 health barrier that you will not break. Like, mm-hmm. like it's a diva bomb and everybody shooting at it will break it, but you won't break it. Um, EMP will destroy it. Um, at least it is on the um, PTR, so they mm-hmm. might change that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's it's pretty impenetrable. Splits right through the entire map. Um, it's really nice to split a point in half so your team can kind of dance around it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it looks super cool too. It looks like a Wakanda barrier. It looks crazy to mm-hmm. me. I thought we had sort of reached peak um, visual effect when we uh, saw the Moira ult come out, and it's obviously had changes now. But you remember back in the day, it was like a blinding. Just it looked like you just took an angry four-year-old scribbles <laughs> and sort of personified them as light and energy, and you couldn't see anything if she was shooting at you. This is like that, but it's a permanent. <laughs> it was barrier. like that. I mean, I mean, this this uh, uh, symmetrical. Like it's like mm-hmm. crazy to see the entire map split like that. I, I mean, just the scale of the ult has got to be the biggest in Overwatch. There's oh, not yeah. another ult that covers ground, not another ability, nothing equivalent to like this we've seen before. Man, I never thought about this, but how do they explain this with the physics of the world and everything? I'm, I'm a stickler. I'm a stickler for the physics. I mean, I, I, I don't know. What I'm actually super curious about is how they're going to handle it in spectator mode. Like, how Ooh. is this ability going to look with like when with a zoomed out camera trying to get a macro view of the action? I don't know. It's going to be hard, yeah. Might well, be really cool. I don't know. I, we'll have to watch, like, Contenders or something because Overwatch League is not going to have it. Mm, They're no, going, it's no, going to be, no, like, a whole no. chunk of time before yes. then. Um, but other than that, the other thing is her alt fire goes faster and now has splash damage. Nice. I don't believe it had splash damage before. Uh, You're the Symmetra person. I mean, I could go through people. But, so... I mean, like, if it hit a wall and you were standing next to that spot. No, no, absolutely okay. not. Well, now it has a little bit of splash damage like cool. that. Um, it also goes a lot faster, so it'll be a little more useful. They are really trying to push and make her useful. They're so. they're very they've clearly taken to heart the criticism that the, she's a quote unquote non skill hero. Like I mean, the changes that you've described make her sound like 
not just a projectile hero now, but almost something akin to DPS. Like if it's if it doesn't aim, if it doesn't lock on, and it's Zarya esque in its function, like I mean, that's something you'll have DPS players play. She has so many different. She has like yeah. she doesn't have a hit scan ability, but she's got projectile. She got man. All right. All well, right. I mean, you'll see in like Overwatch League and other players, like when they have they have the person who's playing. Um, like Tracer or Widow, also be the player that is playing Zarya, um, if so that they can flex onto that if they need to. Um, I think you'll see that with this too. Um, really interesting. Nice. Well, along with that and the new teleporter, I'm super excited to play around with that. I'm I'm really excited about that teleporter, man. I I I I'm just really want to just put a Reaper right in the middle of their team. Right. I I think it's also going to be interesting in terms of like um That would be terrifying to see what comes through the teleporter if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Be like, "Oh shit, what's coming through? Ulting Reaper." Like that and followed by a rip tire. Like it sounds like a nightmare. I think it's going to be interesting to see like how teams use it in like a, a death ball sort of style or when they've got you got like two reinhardts right there and you've sort of got your um classic uh what do you want to call it like a trench warfare situation going on where all the all sides of the team are like pretty visible and it's sort of like this you, you know what i'm talking about, oh yeah right? oh yeah um like what is how it's going to be used in that scenario because I, I i wonder if like teams will use it to place a person right in front of the team so they can burst the tank will they place it in the middle of the team for a reaper to like jump in and do a death blossom will they put it in the back so a tracer can like sneak around and either drop a pulse spot on somebody from the from behind like get the supports or maybe even like route them and go spawn camp somebody i mean like you like there's all sorts of interesting things in terms of um how teams relate to defenses and specifically point defenses like there's a real problem right now in the overwatch league of um running a first point attack on horizon lunar colony we're going to talk about this in a little bit this might be a great transition um where if you're you know the other team is running a junk rat you're very few options that don't give junk rat a rip tire by the time you get to the other point mm-hmm. that's where you're seeing teams run all of these like like uh tracer sombra uh attacks so they can just like they're just trying to harass the point and force the defending team down well this has got a lot of implications for that like if you you can get your whole team onto the point now presumably without having to uh give all of this ult charge to the projectile on defense um mm, interesting yeah these are just things you can, I've been you can skip about. that little middle ground that would feed the other team exactly so, and therefore even if you're losing fights you're not losing them in as damaging a way as you were before that's a hypothesis again this is all so new and a lot of this is subject to change by uh, the time it becomes live but very very awesome very interesting very cool well hey we'll we'll find out uh i think that that's pretty good for uh tourette syndrome the the most offensive name segment we've ever had great name let's move on to a fan favorite uh papa jeff's corner i like my cookies like i like my overwatch with plenty of salt it's so much better that way 
Papa Jeff uh, Kaplan uh, totally has given us a lot to talk about for Papa Jeff's Corner. We got we got a lot of changes. They they said that there was going to be some releases this summer, and they did not uh, disappoint. First of all, you brought up Horizon Lunar Colony. Mm. There's some new changes to that. If you guys haven't seen, they did release a video going around the whole map. Um, essentially, on first point, the room on the bottom right when you're attacking before you get to the point is kind of blocked off a little bit. The the room with Hammond or not Hammond, uh, Winston's old mm-hmm. bedroom, mm-hmm. that room is blocked off a little differently. So. Mm. It, it might not be an attacker point anymore. You might have to be forced to go up or straight on. Um, the other thing, too, is they opened up another room in that room. Yeah. So a little bit of lore thing here. If you guys remember, we talked about how uh, Winston, when he was on Horizon Lunar Colony, there was an uprising with the apes among, against the scientists, real planet of the apes up there on the moon. But uh, Winston got away, and then there was rumors about this other candidate that got away that wasn't part of the rebellion named Hammond. Right. And we haven't seen or heard from him yet, but now in this new update, Hammond's room is open okay. and it's kind of, it's kind of distraught. There's not a lot going on. There's some, a little bit of a diagram. If you look, that looks like he might've attached to Winston's escape pod when mm. he came to earth. Okay. So maybe we'll see. We're, we're going to get a, a short or something eventually to explain that. I'm hoping but uh, they updated that. What else did they update? They made the, uh, on defense, on A, the upper attack point has a couple more walls there. So you can attack up top a lot better. Um, it's also a little bit easier if you can get up there as an attacker to get down on point A. Mm-hmm. So that's a little changed. The other, like, a lot cooler changes, especially visibly, are on point B, though. I see. Between A to B, they added some palm trees. They added uh, some plants and stuff, so it looks a little bit more like an actual hydroponic lab. They're growing on the moon and stuff, mm-hmm. so that's kind of neat. They also have on point B specifically, the point itself is a little smaller, I think, and also the ground is now moon. It's no longer like a factory-made mm. concrete ground, you know, uh, professionally made. It's just the moon ground, and it makes that rover... That's in there. Make a little more sense. Oh, see, I'm looking at like on mute. I'm looking at just an overview video of this, and I'm seeing like, look, like that is that is really interesting. So it looks like someone just it's just a garage. We're in oh, the yeah. moon garage now. That's point, what we're doing. Point B makes a little more sense. They have that rover in there. There's right. a door behind it that it uh, it's it's obviously a garage door. That's how it would get out to the moon. Mm-hmm. So it makes a little more sense. I love point B now. I think it like it makes a lot more sense. I do too. I, I'm really interested. Oh yeah, look at this extra stairwell right here. Yeah, There's way a, more yeah. movable for the defense. It looks like you can jump. And if around you a look, more. Uh, the defensive spawn, you can't go through the middle anymore. You have to go oh, right or left. I, see. I, I just got to that point. Okay. Yeah, I think these are good changes. I, I think Horizon Lunar Colony despite like being able to route into space or to be able to 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 you know there are a lot of different pathways but not many of them really any of them are useful Mm -hmm. like there's you're going a couple of different ways to get to the point on on lunar especially for that point a um the defense has a very few options as well i like the barriers they've put up i like what they're doing with that and then yes the aesthetics uh, plus the extra ramping on that second point. I, I, I couldn't agree more, Jason. I think these are good changes, and they're going to make it really, not just make sense for lore, but really interesting to play into. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
a lot more options, it looks like. It's not going to be such a uh, black and white defense offense. Yeah. Charge the point. Okay, we're all on the point. Put up a shield. We just have to battle royal it out. Yeah, yeah. It might actually depend on positioning. Rotations so. are going to be more available here. And you're mm -hmm. going to have more options for what kind of rotation you want to do. So, pretty cool. So, everybody check that out. There's only yeah. so much we can describe it on a, you know, verbal medium. Mm -hmm. and you know. Yeah, beautiful audio picture we're painting right exactly. now. Exactly. Of, <laughs> of this, like, of, of these... A sort of objects in relation to one another in pathways. We're like if Bob Ross and Howard Stern had a baby. Does that scan? Do you get it? It's like a visual thing with a verb. No, I, Fuck I, it. I get it. No, I, I really loved it, Jason. No, no, right. I no, saw the eye no, roll. No, it was so great. Anyway, the next thing I want to talk about, Papa Jeff released to us a high career profile. This mm -hmm. was something, I just want to touch on it real quick. So you know when you go and you and me are playing against each other. Yeah. And you pick, uh, I don't know, Bastion for some reason. I think that's a dumb pick. And I go and I check your profile. And I'm like, he hasn't played a minute of Bastion this season. Now you can decide if, you, if you're available to be seen like that. If, if you have that privacy setting. Huh. Um, which I think is good. I feel like if you're just a casual player and you don't want to be harassed, you should be allowed to um, show if I'm actually good at Soldier 76 or not. Because even though you do want to win, you should have that availability to switch it up. Plus, I feel like if I had a lot more games where people use that tool as a trolling method. Oh yeah. There's never, I've never seen it be used for like positive purposes. Um, now I will say, I will say the cheeky blinders and me, mm. we all will try to like look at other people's thing and be like, well, they're a healer main. Maybe I'll pick tank this time. So us okay, good so, people do exist. Okay. So, so, so fair point. But you're not um, wrong. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I have, segue into. There's a lot of abuse in how it's used. I think that's really interesting. Um, I wonder, though, if it's not just going to become a thing where if your profile's hidden, people are going to assume that it's because you're a Mercy main. Maybe. Yeah, now, I can I mean, see that's that. my gut reaction, but maybe there's a lot different. Like, it'll become a more acceptable thing to have that hidden, and, and a lot of players will do it. Um, I mean, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I, 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 anything to reduce the toxicity and that seems like a potential way to do it, but, uh, time will have to tell on that one. Maybe that'll be one of those things where it's just like they had a couple, so many complaints, so like we can put it in. It won't be a default option, but right. if you really want it, it's there. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I'm pro this. I, I mean, I think. Oh, at, you, you really can't be anti. No, it. at worst, it's neutral. Like, yeah. It's, yeah <laughs> neither good nor bad. Um, let's move on. Uh, the endorsements. Oh, man, this is the big one. Oh, yeah. So they started giving us uh, hints that they're going to be releasing endorsements, which are pretty much thumbs up. Instead of being able to ban people, you can now give people a thumbs up for being a good teammate which is what games I like, like Dead by Daylight do, yeah. where you can give them an upvote. Hey, this person was really good at the game. They made it fun. Um, they have three different categories for this, I believe. Uh, it's sportsmanship, good teammate, and shot caller. Pretty much uh, sportsmanship is positive, and they were respectful. Good teammate is they are helpful and effective with communication. And shot caller is they were a leader or uh, strategist. Mm, strategist. Strategist. Thank you. But yeah, I don't know. I think this is a great step. I think it's fantastic. Um, I've got some questions and I've, and I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm excited. I'm also, um, not puzzled. I think it's interesting that one of the things that you can upvote people on is something that you explicitly need a mic for. Um, and I, even in fact, all of these sort of imply that you're using a mic. Yep. Uh, I think that's really interesting and probably not bad. I think I understand the trend to try to get people to use microphones is like 
a good one and makes sense. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it or I'm going to feel pressured to, but. And I will say this, when, when the Cheeky Blinders, when we all group up, we don't necessarily always go to Team Chap as, as much as I'm ashamed to say, because mm. sometimes we're just having fun, just us three or four, and just, hey, you know what, like, we could invite somebody else here, but we're just fucking around and, and having a really good time, just us four. Um, but I did bring this up when I saw this. I told them, I was like, hey, we might have to join Team Chat a little bit more, because you're right, all three of these, uh, Sportsmanship, Good Teammate, and Shot Caller, they're all, you have to be on mic, you know, and you have to actually be engaged a little bit coaching. Um, even if that's not like calling out all the shots, at least be encouraging, you'll get some upvotes. But if you don't mic up, you're going to stay at zero. And I think the rank goes like zero to five. I've so got, you're going to stay at zero and that might, that might affect you a little and bit. And can other people see your rank? Is that like part of it as well? Um, I haven't seen that yet. I assume yes. I assume yes. I, yeah, I've got, I've got so many questions. This is going to be actually a really interesting experiment sort of in, in human behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm also curious to see how their algorithms handle people that don't get upvotes. Like it seems to me that there might be people that like, like really average players, like Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they were decent, but they weren't good enough for an upvote. Like are upvotes going to be so common that if you don't get them, the game treats it like a penalty. Well, see, I guess that kind of depends on the person because I might be a little bit like liberal with mine where I'm just like, oh, you know what? You weren't bad. Here's yeah. an upvote. Where somebody else might be like, no, you have to earn my upvote. You have to really mm. be good. I wonder if the so, game accommodates uh, like upvote uh, strength by how often a person upvotes. Like if you're maybe. with someone that's upvoted like five times in their entire Overwatch career and they give you an upvote, like does the game register that more than someone that like automatically upvotes all six people that they play with every time unless they like cuss at them. You know See now, I, mean? I don't think that the upvotes or anything will go into uh will go into actual map making necessarily. Oh, interesting. They might go into though more of like you'll see their score and be like, okay, well this person has five upvotes. Maybe I will join them on team chat instead of staying here in the shadows and not want to for obvious reasons because sometimes that sucks. But then you'll see somebody with five stars and you're like, okay, well this person actually is like they're actually helpful. They'll, they won't be a dick. So you do that, which actually brings up the next thing. Okay. They actually added a looking for group option. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much if you want, you can set up a, a lobby where it'll be in the competitive lobby, but you will specific, uh, specifically have requirements. You want a team with two tanks, two healers, two attackers, or, Ooh. or you want a minimum of endorsement level. Mm-hmm. You want people with at least an endorsement level of three. Because you want them at least to have a mic. Oh, uh, they have that too. Uh, voice chat required. They have to have a mic on. Mm. Or I guess they can't force them to have a mic on, but they have to require you to be in voice chat and you can't get out of it. So like a little bit of that type of thing is going this on This is too. something the community has been asking for basically from the beginning. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, I have really must have been out of it for a week or so here because I'm surprised I didn't see that. Um, that's huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, the ability to, to, to lobby and then go in with your group, basically to group up like you might in, uh, I don't know, a game like World of Warcraft or Guild Wars where you're, well, that's a reference. That's Damn. A, that's an old reference. Whoa. Uh, you know, Time to, capsule. To get a party together like that. Uh, where you're going to go on a raid and you're like, hey, we need one more tank for this. <laughs> well, right. Like like you're getting people together on a raid on platform, not in Discord or anything else. Um, very cool. I can't really imagine 
this being abused too much just the the basicness of the tool as you've described it um i'm curious to see how that affects normal matchmaking it seems that if enough people start using that system it changes the balance of how you get paired with other people but i think that's further down the road and nothing to be concerned about now this is great i'm very excited to try this and hopefully overwatch just stays popular so you have people just normally grouping up and people who are in this little uh actual um what is it looking for group option thing so we'll see um like the one thing with that though is is sometimes uh people i feel like are going to abuse the minimum endorsement level i see that kind of happening where it's like well you have to have three stars to join my my group i want people who are shot callers with mics all the time it's like well dude in your region that might be kind of hard to find at 1 a.m you know what i mean i will say and i i agree i also think that personalities are going to be like just kind of like XQC is going to have the minimum number of stars. Like it's just going to be like downvoted and everything else. Right. Do you know what I thought you were going to say? Because here's what I'm worried about getting up to a level where like, because I'm very talkative. I have many podcasts. When you play with me, I like to shot call and stuff like that. What if I get to a level where it's too many, too, too many uh, cooks, not enough uh, servers? You, or what's the word? Uh, too many cooks in the kitchen? Yeah, too many cooks in the kitchen. What if there's too many of us being like, oh, there's over here, there's over here. Where it's like, sometimes you need somebody to just shut the hell up. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's really, that's real. Um, and the problems of having that and people calling out kill monkey, kill diva, kill whatever – um, teams have dealt with that in different ways. A lot of teams, or at least used to, kind of engage in a more free flow uh, thing, right? Like there's no real order. I mean, you remember listening to the mics on uh, Overwatch League when they'll sometimes cut to it and like, what were the Philadelphia Fusion doing in this moment? Um, it used to be like, at least <laughs> maybe maybe they've just stopped doing it and, and it's all it's just continued to be this way. But it's just chaos. It's just a bunch of people yelling. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's the, the the mics are not super well organized. Um, Except that one time where I think it was the shock was just like one person was like, do you know the way? And then everybody, <laughs> one, one at a time was like, yes, I know the way. I know the way. We all know the way. <laughs> just one at a time. Uh, all this to say, pretty cool. Yes. Okay, pretty cool. Uh, let's move on. Uh, okay, there's some character updates too mm-hmm. before we wrap up Papa Jeff's Corner. Um, Arissa's going to get her ult 15% faster. Nice. They want her to be a little bit more aggressive with it. Yeah. They want you to have to hang on to it till like a big team fight in the last second. They want you to just Blow that puppy and get it quick. Which, uh, if you notice the new meta, you play a lot of Reinhardt. You don't play Arissa a lot in the new meta right now. Brigitte is why. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Because you you want something that can walk forward with your Rhine. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, So that'll that'll help me, the Arissa main. Uh, Brigitte, uh, her shield bash can't gravitate out of, or can't, sorry, let me say that again. Her shield bash can't get her out of grav anymore. I didn't even know that. That's silly. That's if, actually, yeah. and, and I'm saying it that way to let everybody know, that's actually not true. Oh. There was a big thing on Reddit. Anybody who thought that was true, it, it actually didn't let you out of grav. It would let you shield bash somebody right outside of oh, it. Oh, I see. And then it would pull you right back into gotcha. there. Gotcha. So uh, they fixed it. It's all gone. Don't worry. Everybody stop complaining about it. It's not a thing. Uh, next, Doomfist. His ult travel is now from uh, 200 to 150, or the other way around. It's now faster. It's mm. from 150 to 200. Percent. Yes, exactly. So he can move a lot faster, find you a little bit better. Um, and also he gets a little bit more shield from attacks now. Mm. Um, he's already been a big part of the meta anyway. So they're trying to, I think, solidify that. I'm, I, th- I think it makes sense for um, 
high level play. I think it makes sense for league. I gotta say, uh, and we can talk about this a little bit. I've been playing a lot of uh, arcade sort of eight man deathmatch. God, I just get wrecked by Doomfist twenty four seven in that mode, dude. Especially when you go to Petra, he's yeah. the only one. I I, I played a map uh, last night as Brigida, and I pretty much. I thought she was my solid, like, top four. Mm -hmm. Dude, so many Doomfists. A lot of Doom. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, anything else on the updates from Papa Jeff? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, if you want, we could segue into this is our last chance. Uh, we're going to get to talk about uh, the competitive free-for-all deathmatch. I mean, you brought it up. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Because um, the anniversary event, it's ending soon. Uh, it, soon. It, was, it was fun and everything. Double XP weekend was a blast. Mm. I, I can't stop playing. It's actually a little bit of an addiction. But the other thing is free-for-all deathmatch is going to be gone, Yeah. Um, which I'm fine with. It, it lasted a while. I was mm -hmm. good with it. What, what What did you feel about it? I didn't get to talk to you about it. No, Um. and I I, I don't know what Will said. I didn't, I didn't hear him talk about it. I only listened to half of the episode with Will. That's did did you sorry. think – what did you think about the commercial? The commercial was good. It was – I mean, was there a commercial? There was a it – it's towards the end. You have to listen to the second half. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. No, you're uh, fine. It's been a week. Um, so the arcade mode, the competitive arcade mode, fascinating. Um, because of the nature of, uh, like the win condition. You know, it's first to twenty kills, right? First to twenty, isn't that right? Yeah, no, it's first to twenty. Yeah, first to twenty kills, and you've only got these two maps. There's a real meta game that is way more dimensional than a normal Overwatch meta. No Overwatch, one team versus one team. In this, one team versus one team versus one team versus, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, checking your uh, tab and seeing what your opponents are playing is super important in this game mode. Like, I actually play a lot of Winston. Mm. in this game mode, which is not something i see yeah i was gonna of. say like that's kind of ballsy well the reason i do it is because there was a fair amount of hanzo and Widowmaker, which winston nom nom eats mm -hmm. well nom i can nom. to do that i have to like make this calculation right because like i can own i'm i'm best at winston i'll get more kills that way but i have to check the ratio of targets basically your hanzo's your Zinya, I even see some Zenyatta sometimes from really ambitious people. Um, you have to check the ratio of targets to the your ratio of people that just straight counter you. Um, how many Reapers are there? How many Doomfists are there? How many Roadhogs are there? Uh, and that has been really cool. I, I've actually really, really enjoyed this uh, event. Uh, I'm sad to see it go. I think they probably should. It makes sense. I think it's going to wear out. Um, and I want to see people get back to the normal game. I kind of want to go back to quick play. Um, but it's really easy to just jump in, and I don't have to worry about anybody else's SR but mine, you know? Mm -hmm. At a certain point, like, the heart needs uh, – what, what's the phrase? Uh, longing makes the heart grow stronger. Oh, a distance makes the heart grow fonder? Yeah, that too. No, they're both good good quotes. <laughs> I like them both. We'll, we'll... Equally good, equally true quotes. They're, they're fine. They're both fine. <laughs> Uh, but no, the, yeah, missing it will make it better next right. year. I kind of hope this is maybe their anniversary thing, maybe. But we'll see. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if I could keep my SR from last time, too, or keep my, like, uh, placement. Probably. I don't know about that. All, right, all right, all right, all right. I don't know right. if I want to keep mine. I want to start over. Mine, no, uh, I agree. I, I agree. took a big dip there for a while. I was like, I'm going to grind this out because you competitive points, and that was a bad idea. What I would like um, next time, as long as they're, like, playing around with it and being creative, 
I'd like to see what they used to call in Halo um, multi-team. I would like four teams of two deathmatch. Dude, you uh, should check out episode 11 of Podcast Your Brother. Oh, did you already discuss we, we, that? Well, that was one of Will's big things. Wow, it's like you guys are friends or something. Oh, you guys yeah. should hang out. No, but uh, Will brought that up. He's like, what if they did something like this where you could have groups, though? Mm-hmm. And we thought about that because Petra's such a big map. You yeah. could maybe get two two t or two person teams of like yeah. five or six teams oh interesting you could maybe up the person because petra that's one of the complaints they had was petra's big is a really big map it's a lot bigger than uh, the other ones i hadn't thought about that i mean that's another great question like are they gonna ever put in a game mode that allows more than uh 16 i'm sorry not 16 more than 12 players at a time i mean we are uh, getting a little further away from what overwatch i think was supposed to be but yeah but i i don't know this seems like a great place to explore and again arcade mode is perfect for that it's a, basically a little laboratory yeah exactly yeah. and as long you know i mean you you could say like oh that's not like i just did like that's not what overwatch is but back it evolve why well, not last thing on the um uh arcade comp mode the free-for-all um, is it's also a really great warm up. Um, I have gotten really good mechanically mm-hmm. at dueling. I've gotten really good at dueling characters that are a bad matchup. Like I'm mostly going to lose to Doomfist, mm-hmm. but I know how to give it my best go. And I and I also like have gotten really good at out like smarting McCrees and and sort of these. Um, traditional duelers uh, and i also uh, reaffirm my uh an eternal truth just never even look at brigida don't go <laughs> don't uh, do it don't don't even jump if you see her jump the other direction she's still <laughs> still Brigida. run away yeah. just oh look there's a brigade in the middle of the map i'm gonna jump off the edge yep. Yep. Uh, no the, i mean uh, to your case i now know how to be a roadhog with a moira so that's something. Well, pretty cool. I know how to survive longer than I used oh, to. Oh, you're one anyway. of those guys that are playing more in deathmatch. Ah. I get a lot of cheap kills. I know. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's move on. Uh, right. Let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, sure. One of those commercials you got to listen to the whole episode to hear. I'm looking at some people. Jason's kind of leering at me. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do that. And then we'll come back with our fan favorite segment. Let's break it down. You've got that favorite hero. Everyone does, but yours is special to you. Your hero is always there for you when you're having good times or your back's against the wall. That character is special to you. That character is your hero. That character has earned the right to be called your main. So treat your main with the boost they deserve with Ultimate Feed. Heroes grow strong and healthy with Ultimate Feed. It's so good and wholesome. Ultimate Feed is packed with the lean meat and all the best preservatives. It contains wholesome steaks, chops, teams trickling in on the payload, and lots of U.S. government-inspected noobs standing in the open, waiting to get headshot. Plus all the other nutrients a main is known to need. The kind of fiber-rich food today's mains require. <laughs> yeah, now you may finally get that zenny play the game you've been waiting for with Old Charge now in beef chicken and aggro monkey let's uh let's break it down bowen uh i'm pausing because usually you yell at that point i'm not a monkey jason okay fine you, fine, you don't dance oh, when oh, 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 let's break it down oh let's there break it down all right anyway this is the overwatch league segment uh dallas is trying to get into stage four playoffs yes they've really done a 180 here 
Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of this team right now. It's the Dallas fuel we thought we'd see from the beginning. They've woken up here. It's amazing what having a main tank, just having one, mm. will do for your prospects. Um, I think also, unfortunately, I know I was a big defender of Kai Kai last time I was talking, but I think there's some validity to the argument that just starting fresh uh, has its own rewards, and that appears to have played out big here. Um, 1127 uh, is way more respectable than I thought they would be doing at the end of stage four here. Hey, they have double digit wins. I doubled it. Incredible. Amazing. Um, I mean, if you're their new coach, I feel like you just got to set little goals like, hey, let's win two out of three maps. Oh, the new coach has got to feel great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely got a job next year, right? A lot of coaches are like, this is a big macro game that coaches play, right? If you leave a team like the the coach at the... um, Oh, who am I thinking of? San Francisco Shock is also mm-hmm. like new, right? Like yeah. he's uh, uh, like if he you build a team, you take them from low to high. That's where the biggest gain in like your income is, because then when you like are traded to another team, you have this repertoire of work. It's 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 not you're going to get more bang for your buck doing that than just still being really good like coming into a good team and that team just still being good when you leave. Yeah. Well, yeah. And especially like if you can build players that speaks so much more than just like, I can sustain players for a little longer. The most improvement award is the award you want in this macro game of overwatch Mm -hmm. league. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, most improved. Yes. I guess probably not exactly, but uh, the Valiant beat the XL. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw that happening. They've been kind of like, I feel like throughout the season, they've been kind of a middle of the pack team. They haven't been a lot of big Mm storylines. I mean, yeah, they got Custa from Dallas at one point and that was a big deal, but that's really kind of it. They've had the battle with the gladiators throughout the whole thing, but I haven't really paid too much attention to them. And then later on, mm-hmm. damn, dude, they're they're third in the league or so. Uh, I don't think they're th- are they third in the league. Um, they're second. Oh, they're in second. Yes, they are. Yeah. Look at that. Um, now that's impressive. Um, w- w- here's what I will say though. Um, I I think unfortunately the story here is more about New York than it is about L.A. Okay, and it is. And I, it's an it's popular like argument. It's like almost a meme at this point, but it's true. New York sandbagging. Um, if you go watch that match, go watch New York and what they're doing on Gibraltar. Those guys, they're goofing off. <laughs> like they're straight up. They're not like, they're just wanting to show as little <laughs> as possible ahead of the stage playoffs, ahead of the, not stage playoffs, ahead of the season playoffs. They have senioritis almost. Well, not senioritis. They, they don't want to show their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, they're practicing strategies in scrims. They're practicing strategies in shop. Uh, but since they've got a lock on the number one seed spot in the playoffs, it behooves them not at all other than making the stage four playoffs, which it looks like they're going to do anyway, uh, to show anything that could be of value to their opponent. And, and that's what's going on. Um, now, Man. I will say LA Valiant is 8-0 in the stage. So, like, I'm not saying they're bad at all. Someone was telling me about. I was listening to the Oversight podcast again. I'm gonna like other podcasts don't exist, but this one. Well, you want to talk about like crazy, like overly detailed Overwatch news? That's the place to go. Yeah. 
um, not Overwatch news, Overwatch League news. This is a macro show. You get a little, you get a little taste, a little popo platter of Overwatch. We're, um, we're uh, USA Today, and they're, they're CNN News. I feel like that, we're Fox and Friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we might be a little closer to Fox and Friends. And that is a fair amount of misinformation <laughs> as Good. well. That's very true. Damn. <laughs> that was funny and a dig. Nice. Yeah, it's a pretty big dig. Um. Anyway, uh, Bowen's political corner no, no, next no, no, week. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, that's that's a whole other thing. So, um, <laughs> that being said, LA Valiant is clearly a fantastic team, and they've been like solidly good this whole time. I've I was listening to a critique of them on this Oversight podcast, and, and their sort of argument was, Valiant is really good. They're incredibly consistent, and they're incredibly conservative in their play which is a good thing in the sense that they more often than not will eke out the win against teams that take too many risks. But on the other hand, their ceiling is there. Um, I would be beyond shocked if Valiant even like takes it to a game five against New York in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just think that like even though they're all undeniably strong players and all of these players are like are different from each other by various percent um there's no star there you don't hear like you hear these guys talked about like oh he's so great during the moment but you never talk about soon outside of the game soon is playing it valiant don't have a single player up for mvp i don't exactly that you never talk about silk thread outside and again like there's nothing there's nothing to replace right you 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 would like the tanks are solid the the supports are solid if you change something it would have to be in the dps but it's really hard to justify replacing either of these guys when you're friggin' eight and oh in stage four so um so here's a question if theoretically they go obviously they're going to the playoffs if they get to the championship you don't see them beating new york xl not do even you close. see them going do you see they're be- better than some of the other teams we don't i don't want to get into it too much we'll, we'll talk about this in a later episode i think i think i think other teams are on the are are all over i was specifically talking about the nyu la valiant matchup because i think it's a whole different conversation if you're looking at the rest of the league okay. like it, it la valiant's consistency becomes an overbearing like dominant benefit to them when they're playing Seoul, when they're playing florida and boston um, it, it is it is only against players that, when they want to, play perfectly and and are aggressive and like macroly. Uh, how do you say? Um, what's the word when you're going like really far in? You're out of position. What's the word I'm thinking of? Bad. Aggro. That's aggro. the word. When you're going really aggro, like like that, and doing it in like in perfectly, like. That is something Valiant doesn't have, and I don't think it's something the team can learn. Um, certainly not between now and the stage finals. Again, that's not to be a con on them at all. Like, yeah, when you talk about them standings in the rest of the league, I think they're well set to go up uh, either against New York in the finals or at least get to the semifinals. Yeah. Hey, if I'm sorry, I'm off topic a little yeah. bit. If we were the Fox and Friends cast, who do you <laughs> think I would be? Would I be the blonde guy with the tie or that, that, that lady who sits in between them and makes them seem diverse? Um, I don't know. I think you're Kilmore. Oh. I think, or is that his name? I, I don't know. You, you look like a, like a more likable, more handsome Ben Shapiro. Hold on. I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at Fox and friends. All right. Well, why, while no, he no, looks no, no, up no, 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 Fox no, and I, friends I, I, cast. Okay. Here's, here's who you've got. Here's the, here's the, here's the cast. You got Steve Ducey. 
They got Ainsley, Earhart. But then, you know, where's my boy? You know who I want to see. Glenn Beck? No, Glenn Beck is not on Fox and Friends. Rush Limbaugh. Paul Harvey. Oh, Brian Kilmeade. That's it. Brian Kilmeade. These people have like like superhero villain names, and, and they are. I think you're. I think you're Brian <laughs> Kilmeade because are. because even when even when you're doing something like I like, there's always like this fifteen percent of you that's like, I think all of this is wrong. Just <laughs> I can't tell what it is, but it's in the back of my head. I feel like you're the closest thing to the moral voice in the room. Is what I'm saying. I, I don't know about that. I was the one that named that segment Tourette syndrome. <laughs> so, how many times are you gonna say it? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I, do, I don't condone. Uh anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, speaking of beating the New York XL, the Gladiators also beat mm-hmm. them. But I think yes. I think we already went on a pretty big thing to say that the Gladiators might not deserve that win as much as as we thought. Maybe. The Gladiators? Oh, I don't know. I thought that I'm I'm impressed by the Gladiators. I. Uh, I think, I mean, we talked about New York versus L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the gladiators are like, they, they're they a great foil to talk about the valiant thing that I was just talking about. They, they're consistent. Who's better than Fisher? No one. Um, <laughs> That's right. Everybody right? knows that. Uh, but, it, but, but that is, and that is, that is a difference. And in, in, in this sense, it's a tank who takes on this like all-star role. Um, but they lacks a little bit of the consistency of, of Valiant, but because that star power is there and because they take uh, assertive risks in a way that Valiant just doesn't, um, that's when they can eke out a win uh, over someone like Valiant or even, I think, upsets like uh, London or plus, Philly. Plus, Big Goose has the best hair in the league. He's got pretty great hair. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. I think that's an open question, though. Who has the best hair? Uh, I think there's some really great. I mean, uh, he's up there. He's at least fourth place. Some incredible is, candidates for that. It's uh, like Tyron yeah. the medal, right? Yeah. Something like that. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Philly beat Dynasty, which just had big playoff implications. Uh, mm. I do want to touch on that a little bit. Uh, it kind of is starting to look like with that Philly over Dynasty win, Dynasty might be out of the playoff hunt, and so kind of looks like Houston. Do you want to talk about the the macro, like who's getting into the playoffs? Like, do you want to do that? Because because we can. Uh, yes. Uh, before we do that sure. though, because sure. because I feel like that's a deeper conversation. I do want to touch on real quick. Shanghai almost got it done versus your team, the Mayhem. I hear that, and 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 like one hundred percent, I was rooting for Shanghai in that match. If I'm wearing my Florida shirt today, it was hard. Um, I I can't say I was surprised that Shanghai lost, although wow, it was close, one yeah, mass difference. But I I mean, they don't have a great answer to Sia player. Yeah. Um, it felt like just it was it was when Florida was paying attention, they won. They slipped in their focus. No doubt Shanghai was playing way more consistent. They were playing. They were doing solid things, the things they need to do if they're ever going to put a point on the board, which they need to or amount of $20, yep. um, which is play dive, which is what they know. They've done it over and over and over again. They play dive in their sleep um, and uh, run that Brigida and don't be dumb and switch for God's sakes. <laughs> or you-, you switch once. You don't switch three times on your last map. On Lijiang Tower, what was that nonsense? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe you should be saying this directly to them. Does does Giggory listen to this podcast? There was some serious choking going on with Shanghai. I think man. they. I mean, I was about to point out, like, well, they also went to a game five versus Philly, mm. um, and that's like probably a bigger deal. On the other hand, 
they so should have won it. Like they, they, they're, 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 like there was a pulse palm that got like a triple kill on like Li Zhang or something. Do you remember? Like oh, there yeah. was like grouping up in weird places and just like I honestly some of it just bad luck. There was just some I, some of it was misplay, but I I I think um at the end of the day like they a couple of bad bounces um go the other way and shanghai could have taken that or just not panicking on the last map they clearly panicked at the end of shang uh, the end of lijong tower man you you really wanted the 80 bucks from me i wanted those dollar bills <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know we have a 80 to tw- if they don't win one i will be 20 t- i gave jason gave me four to one odds that the shanghai dragons won't win a game i don't know if i said that right but basically i gave jason 20 dollars Yep. I'm going to give Jason twenty dollars. You're gonna uh, if the Shanghai finish the season with zero wins on the board. But if they do have a win, I get eighty dollars. It would appear that I was the dummy. I really <laughs> thought. I mean, it was a sucker's bet, and I was gonna walk away with. I was a legit Jason. I felt bad this whole time. I was like. I, I can't take $80 from Jason. Like, that's really mean. Can like, I be honest with you? That's a lot you? of money. I don't know if I'm going to take the $20 from you because during this game versus the Mayhem, when there was part of me that kind of thought, like, Mayhem might lose this to Shanghai, mm. there was part of me that was also like, yeah, go Shanghai, get your first win. Part of me was like, I don't have 80 bucks. I don't... <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to have to get a loan. <laughs> My girlfriend's going to have to loan me 80 bucks for this stupid bet I made. No, and I and I want you to know that I, because I really don't think I'm going to get it now. Well, but what, who does, okay. Uh, let's, let's, we'll talk about how you're going to pay me later. Well, let's back up a little bit because I think like it, it's actually really interesting. Shanghai has become the Robin Hood of this league. They've become the ultimate under they they're the cubs now and oh, man. for the first time i think in the season that is showing up in the crowd the crowd is pumped for shanghai dragons i felt bad for the mayhem players it is crazy that the two worst teams in the league playing each other probably had the biggest ratings that overwatch league had this stage I don't, I mean, honestly, I was watching that game and I thought that must be the best game to go to. Cause I thought about you when you went to Overwatch League mm-hmm. for a game for, for a day. I mean, there was a couple of really good games that day. Yeah. I thought about that. This might have been a better crowd to be at. And there oh, were yeah. two teams that are not making it to the playoffs. Oh, by 100%. A long shot. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's really interesting and uh, exciting how like heartily this narrative has taken hold. There are some real diehard Shanghai fans out there and I'm becoming one oh of them. Oh my God. Dude, you know what it was like? It was like the generals were playing versus the generals in basketball. <laughs> and, and it was just the best game anybody had ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it doesn't look like Shanghai is going to get their win. They got one more week, but it doesn't look like it. We'll okay, see. Here's the week. Uh, June 13th. It's uh, Shanghai V gladiators. Nope. I, I also think, nope, glad Best hair in the league takes him to town. Really have to drop it. Uh, June 16th, Shanghai versus San Francisco Shock. Um, I would say that certainly like seems more plausible. However, Shock has been really on a tear recently. I mean, this will be their last game of the this, of this season, I think. I don't think they're making the stage playoffs. Oh, no, they? definitely not. Definitely, definitely. And they're not making the normal playoffs. I think that they lose because if I'm the Shock, I want to go out with a win. I'm looking now. Yeah, uh, this stage they're they're four and four. 
Um, yeah, they're not making it. So no, they're for sure not making it. But like, yeah, I agree. They want to go out with a win. They don't want to be the team that loses the San Francisco Shock. Um, they've got all of this time now to prep just for that game. Like, I, I can't imagine Shanghai losing. I will say, I will say, it will be the biggest moment in Overwatch League. Bigger than this. Bigger than the league finals. Bigger than anything. And like, it will literally be the climax of Overwatch League. If Shanghai Dragons beat the San Francisco Shock on the last day of the regular season, that will be that. That is, I almost am suspicious that someone will make the match be thrown because it would make such good television. With wow, you got really tense there for a second. I think well, I, I want to top you there. They do all of that with Gaguri on Symmetra. Mm. There you go. That'd be pretty bold. That'd be very bold. Pretty spicy. Uh, it, it'd be a it'd be a sweet and sour moment. There you go. I'm giving that to them. I think other things to note, sort of narrative wise, of this stage, um, some really weird results. One Dallas Fuel is is back. Hooray. Taimu is good, doing really good well. Good for them. Good for No, I'm genuinely excited about it. I'm I'm excited to see Taimu smile. Brings warmth <laughs> to my heart. Uh all of these guys deserved a way better run than they had. I put 90% of the blame on XQC. Going to be public about that. Really? Uh, yeah, Ooh, I think XQC fire. I know, I think XQC like absolutely like tanked their morale. They tanked their stage 1 standings and they just yeah, they didn't handle the fallout from that well, but there was no precedent on how to handle it because it had, Overwatch League had just started. I mean, I as much as I want to defend him, you got to be honest, that is a distraction that you can't ignore. Whether or not it is it is you want to call it like the ultimate ultimate cause, it is like like the it is the the straw that broke the back. I mean, it is it is the 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 uh, the cow kicking over the lamp in the barn that starts the Great Chicago Fire. Like it is that. But but, but that's those are the narratives. Otherwise, I, I don't know how you feel about this. I've been actually a little disappointed this stage by the high level play, the games that I'm seeing between New York and Valiant or Philly and. Uh, gladiators none of them are as exciting to me as these lower level teams i know that's partly expectations but i also feel like there's there's something in the urgency of the play maybe it's like the other teams are like nervous or either like they're like if it's new york because they're just effing around like they're not like worried about getting their spot it's like taking some of the heat out of it and i can't tell if it's it's if it's actually the gameplay or it's just my perceptions what do you think i i think i i mean i totally agree with you i feel like it's because people are starting to wrap it up i think there are people that are solidifying things in the overwatch league for playoffs and stuff And, and that always happens in like you know the nfl the nba people always joke about like oh well you know, you don't try until the playoffs is an NBA thing. Or in the NFL, they sit their quarterbacks in the last couple of weeks. So that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like they can fix that by making the stage playoffs mean something. Great. And let's talk about um, the, the the season playoffs yes. as well now. Um, uh, we, we don't know for sure who's going where or anything. But unfortunately, it is starting to look, unless Seoul or Houston can go 2-0 and, and Philly and just Philly really it looks like gladiators are almost pretty much solidified but man Philly or not Philly sorry Houston and Seoul they got to go 2-0 and then hope some magic happens yes I agree and um let's we can say out the numbers so New York and Valiant are um 
locked basically new york has 33 wins they they could on they could like leave their keyboards idle for the next two matches <laughs> nothing changes for them uh la valiant is 26 and 12 so also are now a lock they they can't kill i believe boston is also a lock um after that is where it gets interesting uh so so the top three there are locked in right and that and la valiant and new york are in different um divisions so that handles that part of it so there's no like underdog team that can like jump up in spot uh so um boston's number three also locks it so the rest london uh la gladiators philadelphia fusion all three rocking 23 15 records which i also want to say is pretty crazy it's pretty crazy that after four stages, after 40 matches, there are three teams going into the final week, basically, with identical scores. Well, look at the two teams underneath exactly. them that aren't going to make it. The ones nipping at their heels, the ones that are really hoping for some magic are Houston and Seoul. And it's unfortunate that they're two games behind instead of one, because I think a two-game deficit is going to be nigh impossible to, to mm-hmm. overcome and, and especially when you look at the um map differentials as well um they're actually not so different philly has the same as seoul which is interesting because philly has like two more uh matches over seoul um so maybe i take that back but the map differentials are pretty close but but at the end of the day that is the board those are the eight shock is officially out and of course dallas florida shanghai not even not even not even in the no talk. conversation about that at all. Yeah, um, shock. Maybe if they could have went on like an unprecedented streak, could have made it. But so let's look at the schedule. Uh, what is today, Jason? Uh, October. Nope. So who are we wanting to know about? Right, we wanted to know like where can Seoul and Houston pick up matches. Um, Seoul's playing the Dallas Fuel June thirteenth. That team that's on fire. Well, yeah. Normally, I would say, well, that's great for Seoul, but I wouldn't say that anymore. And especially like when you think about um, the first big match of Overwatch League was Seoul versus Dallas on mm-hmm. that first day, and it was like the two best teams in Overwatch. I think it somewhat ironic that at the end of like towards the end we're going to see another big matchup between those teams totally different scenarios totally different seasons totally different expectations for making the finals but dallas could could kill it right there i never thought about that but you're right i wonder if they set that up on purpose to be like we'll start the season this way we'll end it this way with these two epic teams battling i wonder how they do that i i don't know i don't know but i mean maybe maybe it was on purpose and they thought they'd have a big matchup this week and it just didn't work out. The other match is Soul against Gladiators, which I, I suppose if Soul is going to take the like jump up, they need someone to take losses, and I guess that could be Gladiators. Um, it, it, hard to see how that is exactly going to work. Gladiators is playing Shanghai, as mm-hmm. we said. So um, then the other thing we want to know is where can Houston pick up some wins? Well, they uh, got a they got. Philly, and then they got New York Excel. So exactly. they're going to lose Excel. Well, they uh, it's, it is plausible that New York throws, the, like they decide they're going to play this round with their toes or something. Like that, <laughs> that, that is, that does not seem to me beyond possibility. So maybe New York like plays with five players just to see how it is, you know, um, and, and Houston could win that. Symmetra. So, All Symmetra. Then they also have to beat Philly. I actually think that's possible, but, but you're right. New York seems highly unlikely. Um, and Philly's playing London, which who has been garbage this stage. Something we ought to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, London could still. I think they might turn it up during the playoffs. They, so. they, they could. But in this last week, London could 
be the team to fall out here. Uh, London is going to play Florida Mayhem. They should win, but uh, London score this stage in great. <laughs> no, no, but they do have the plus 31 map differential, which I think comes in in case they have a tied record. Oh, I see. They're going to be almost everybody. Okay, there. then maybe. So maybe, if they do have a tied record with somebody who's number six, they're going to hop up over there. Then no London's what. not the place to look. We've, we've been over the two big ones. It's where can Seoul pick up? Where can Houston pick up? And, and as you as we see, that seems really hard to do. I would say, especially for Houston, you're right, that New York matchup is going to be they would need, hard. They would need Philly to lose, and they would need to lose both of those maps pretty bad so yeah um, we'll see yeah. uh our, our friend will is a big houston fan and even he is starting to be like sucks that houston missed the playoffs and i think everybody's been like well they're not technically out of it yet and even will's like yeah but you know it seems it seems unlikely they, they've they've i think reached a ceiling um not any fault of their own it's just you don't have a tracer and yep. you also need jake so those two things together create problematic situations. Um, you have to have Jake in every match and Jake can't play everything. So, or even a lot of stuff. In fact, I mean, Linkser, Linkser too. You can't I, have him play two people. Linkser is, <laughs> is also a little volatile recently. I still, I mean, amazing. The best, still the best widow dueler in the league. Um, but uh, all this to say, we think we have the lineup here. Barring any really unexpected kind of like Nancy Kerrigan coming out of somewhere and breaking yeah. uh, Fraggy's leg, exactly. Short he of can that, play with a broken leg. When you look at the when we look at the 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 league uh, playoffs here, we pretty much have our roster. I, I'd be excited to see Dallas win the stage finals. Uh, that would be, I think, really helpful to them morale wise going mm -hmm. into the second season. Um, but when we talk about the big money. Uh, New York, LA, Boston, London, Gladiators, Philly. Those are the guys. Hey, uh, Bowen, we will have you back before hey. the stage playoffs kind of get going. I do want to talk to you a little bit more in depth about that when we have more time. Sure, but sure. other than that, any big maps or anything that you want to talk about here? I'll, I could give one, one, a couple of sentences. The, the thing to watch is New York. Um, it's going to be exciting because we have no idea what they're doing. We have no idea what they want to work on. We have no idea what their intentions are. They've been putting up pine and letting him just do pine things. Pine it's really cool. And most of the times it works. They're willing to take a couple of losses when it doesn't, but that doesn't tell you anything about what New York is going to do in these finals. Um, and I think it's worth a look only because we could see a lot of novelty and I think you're going to learn a lesson. Like, it's plausible, to my eyes, that New this could backfire. New York's played it super close to the chest, and they haven't necessarily tested all of these strategies out in real time. Mm -hmm. So some of them are going to be, although they've been practiced by New York internally, um, somewhat new, somewhat fresh uh, in terms of their – they're going to be green in a certain way in, in these combinations. So we'll, it, I think it will be a benchmark for other teams to measure their own strategies by if they are you know going into a finals in the future with a big lead. Mm -hmm. Well, and plus they're all 18 and young too, so who knows how the pressure actually works with them. Uh, yeah, no kidding. No Lord kidding. knows when I was that age, I got, got stage fright. Like, Real money like on the else. line here. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's close down. Let's break it down. Let's uh, break it down. I don't have an exit song for that. Okay, cool. Well, hey, Bowen, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, it's oh, always fun pleasure. when you come by. Absolutely. 
Um, do you have anything that you want to plug? Oh, hey, you're starring in a Baltic Avenue production film. Uh, it's Quiet oh, Here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the It's Quiet Here film directed by the very, very talented Jeff Van Gerwen has gotten in a couple of film festivals here. Um, the most recent one, and there's not a full list yet. I, I think there might even be more. They're but still growing. The, They're still uh, getting accepted. I think Will had mentioned the one we had gotten in before, but, but the new one is the L.A. Uh, Spotlight. Uh, film festival which i hear is a big deal i don't know a lot about film stuff but will seemed pretty excited so so hey, hey way to go i watched it uh a while ago and i rewatched it once i hear we got into festivals and stuff so way to go um jason's also in the movie uh you yep. can see his shadow uh and moving a boom mic at a couple of places if you watch carefully there, there, there's a weird like camera trick i won't give away any scenes or what happens no in straight it. up don't <laughs> but there's there's a weird camera trick and i remember watching it again being like that's because of me Oh, dude, Jason, you killed it. <laughs> I, I'm hiding behind a hamper right there or something like that. Yeah. I forget exactly where well, the scene is. Let but. me ask you, you've been asked, you've been saying, all, you've been a great host this round and I've been a little oh, less thanks. engaged than before. Um, what are you most excited about with the game right now? What, what is, is it Overwatch League? Is it the changes that have been made to new characters, Symmetra coming out? What is like, if you could like harness one thing that you are positive about going into the next couple of weeks, what would it be? Um, I'm really super excited about this uh, uh, thumbs up system instead of mm. a thumbs down system. We're like, hey, you can give people credit for that. Um, I feel like that's something that I'm actually good at. The other thing too I want to bring up that we haven't brought up a lot because there's not any news on no news. We haven't had an animated short in a long time. Oh. Like a really long time. Okay, so you're thinking something's going to only – it's due to come out. So. I, I'm waiting any day to hear about a new animated short, and I'm super excited because they're always mind-blowing. Uh, mm. I'm always a little teary-eyed when I watch them. Even if they're not supposed to do that, I still cry. Mm. So uh, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to a little bit, more more that thumbs-up system and everything like that. So, okay, very um, cool. But yeah, other than that, uh, if you want to check more of me out at Jason Wessling, uh, check us out at Pod Gibraltar. Um, other than that, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Tranquility.